Thanks for joining this episode of the Roar Podcast. My name is Joel. My name is Terrell. And today we have the pleasure of having Dr. Steen with us today. With over 15 years of experience, Dr. Steen is a licensed clinical social worker with professional focus in military families, work-life balance, and trauma and compassion fatigue. Dr. Steen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. So... Terrell and I were having a conversation the other day about Disney, and we heard you're a huge Disney fan, and so we wanted you to weigh in on the discussion. We were trying to figure out which park was better. So, Terrell, you want to tell tell them what your favorite park is? My favorite park is Animal Kingdom. And mine is Magic Kingdom. And so, we were just trying to debate which one was better and what had more to offer. And I argued Magic Kingdom because you got the castle, you got the rides, you got the food. Well, okay. You got... I will say I'm a little biased because my mom used to work in um, Animal Kingdom. Oh, so she used to work scoop. in um, Dino Land. Oh, and um, they very very good ice cream in Dino Land. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh! But the reason why I love Animal Kingdom, um, whenever we'd go to pick my mom up from work, we'd go early. So we'd go in because we you know we had some tickets. So every so often we go in, and that last hour, nobody. Nobody is at Everest. So we just go again and again and again and again. again. So a little biased, but still love Animal Kingdom. So Animal Kingdom over here, Magic Kingdom. Dr. Steen, what is your favorite park? I'd have to say it would be Epcot. I really like how they've rethemed Epcot to be the festival park. So Mm -hmm. early spring, it's the art festival. Then Mm -hmm. it goes to the flower and garden and then they do food and wine and the different flavors of food and the different culture cultures and history and pre COVID the music, they'd always bring in some really interesting Mm -hmm. acts. So I'm looking forward to that returning. Yes. Yeah. See, I've never been to Epcot. And then after hearing all that, Shame. like I need to go. Like Shame. as a kid, I always thought that's the boring adult park. But now that I'm I'm older, I feel like I can appreciate it a lot more. Now well, that you're the boring adult. Now that I'm the boring adult. Being that I'm a platinum uh, Disney pass holder, one of the things people don't realize is there is an app on your phone. They used to, back in the day, hand you a phone. Um, so there's... There's adventures you can go on with Phineas and Ferb okay. in Epcot. In Epcot. Oh, wow. And you can trigger things in some of the gift shops in different areas. What? Yeah. So it's a it's a lot of fun and it, that's completely free to do. Wow. You just go you, on the app and sign up and now. you can go on a mission with Agent P. That's awesome. Agent so. P. Phineas and Ferb was my jam when I was a kid. So I can't com- yeah. combine my childhood and my boring adulthood all <laughs> in one experience. <laughs> See? I need to go now. <laughs> cool. Well, before we kind of dive into the uh, meat and potatoes of the, of the podcast, we want to ask our would you rather question of the day. So, correct me if I, I get this wrong, Terrell, but would you rather, this is a question we all got to answer, uh-huh. eat your favorite food uh-huh. once every day uh-huh. for the rest of your life or what was the back half of the question? I think it was eat your f- eat your was it least favorite least food? Least favorite food. Every meal. For every, the rest of your yes, life. every meal for the rest of your life. So I'll start. I would definitely go with, oh, I don't know. Yeah, my favorite meal, probably, no. No, the meal I dislike the most once a day just because I like variety. And I don't think I could eat the same thing over and over again. So I would man up. Oh, I don't know though. Cook spinach is my least favorite food ever. And just the thought of it makes me want to gag. So I don't know. I, I think I'd like to say I'd man up and eat it once a day so I can enjoy the other two meals a day. But I don't know. That's, I don't know. I don't That's know. what I'd do. I don't know. What'd you do, Terrell? It's hard. 
It's a tough one. It's a tough, it's a tough one. one. Makes you appreciate and re reevaluate food. <laughs> this question because I mean, you don't love food. Yeah, I do. Food connoisseur, love food. Um, gosh, I think I uh, I'll go with the one a day. One 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 nasty meal a day, uh-huh. and then yeah, okay. I think I do that because I don't know if I could. <laughs> Cream spinach is my. <laughs> I had it. I've only had it once. The one time I had it. Enough for you. (laughs) I, it went down and came back up all over the table. Oh boy. Thanks for sharing. (laughs) Well, I can visualize. (laughs) (laughs) Lucky me being the LCSW. (laughs) How would you, Dr. Steve? What would you, what would you I would definitely go favorite food all the time since it's pizza. You can eat pizza any time of the day. And there's so many varieties. Yes. I feel like I'd be okay. Because there are way too many foods that I don't like, so mm-hmm. it would be hard to figure out how I would torture myself once a day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there you have it. There's there's our would you rather question of the day. So kind of diving in now to the content of this podcast. Dr. Steen, would you mind sharing with our listeners kind of your story? What brought you to this point in your career and even to, to Warner as a whole? Well, I started out as a history secondary ed major and thought I was going to teach social studies and then took a class with one of the social work professors and kind of got sucked into this career. And I've done everything from child welfare to I was an on-site employee assistance counselor. And then I've also um, worked for a foundation that supported families of fallen special operators. So throughout the years, I always knew I wanted to end up in academia. I loved teaching. Um, Prior to social work, I had always done different training and different jobs of that line. Mm. So I knew I was going to move to this area. And it was one of those God things, like my phone had just opened up and the the job announcement was there. And Mm. I actually presented at Warner when I was president of NASW, which is our professional association for the state of Florida. Warner and Southeastern brought me out to speak to both their students. Mm. So I remembered, I'm like, Warner, Warner, why does that sound familiar? So I'd actually been in the Ratsliff building Hmm. many years ago. Okay, God. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So it was awesome. And it's very convenient. And I'm just excited to be part of here to share the experience I've had and grow the next generation of social workers. So. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, what kind of moving, moving forward in, into, you know, your, the, your topic and the main specialty. I think I just said that backwards, but it's fine. <laughs> We're going to keep going. <laughs> um, so what are some common mental health issues that, um, incoming college students and current college students face today? So as you guys are aware, when you're starting even if you're not to the college point yet, but you're starting to make those decisions, you already feel the pressure of going through the journey of you're going to be an adult. Yeah. Although I still don't really consider myself an adult. (laughs) (laughs) And then when you get here, you know, there's newly developed friendships and acquaintances and people don't realize, you know, we have our standard. Okay. When I think mental health, I think mental illness, you know, depression, anxiety, all things that we diagnose, um, bipolar, OCD, the list can ADHD, the list can go on and on. Mm -hmm. But then we don't, we're talking more about just the things that everybody gets exposed to that stress that's normal. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a diagnosis, but you're going to experience it because you're going through these things. Mm -hmm. Um, Those feelings of inadequacy, 
I mean, that starts in the admissions process, mm. you know, the pressure you start putting on yourself. Um, and then if you are in classes, I mean, the peer pressure, everything changes when you come to college. So you're not necessarily eating healthy the way you did before, mm -hmm. um, sleeping, you know, all that adjustment. We know sleep can, you know, disrupt. Um, and again, everything like you, you get a busy schedule, Funds may be an issue. Mm. You know, you're mm -hmm. used to at home, you open up the the cupboard and it's full and then you go off to college and that magic cupboard fairy <laughs> disappears <laughs> on you. With you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there's all that um, on top of then you may have a diagnosable illness. So, and we know that about 40% of people who have diagnosed illnesses don't seek help. Mm. Um, most like about 80% feel overwhelmed mm. and, you know, all of that, leads to about half of those groups being so anxious that they struggle in school, yeah. whether that's high school or college. So, mm. Wow. That's so true. Cause when you think of mental health issues, you think of the, the big ones. Um, but a lot of people don't realize that everyday stressors is, is a, is a mental strain and the kind of situation that you put yourself in that make you experience anxiety or stress or worry. Um, there's tons of resources that and practices that you can do personally, as well as the resources that a lot of schools offer. And so mm -hmm. kind of transitioning to the next question, um, what are some strategies that you would encourage students to pursue or what are some different programs or opportunities that I know Warner offers specific opportunities, but what ways would you encourage students to get plugged in to help address those stressors or those, those mental health issues that are, are, are weighing them down? So the best advice I can give you is learn self-care and Google it, plug it in, ask your friends, ask your neighbors, ask your family, um, stop by my office, ask me, I'll tell you to. <laughs> it looks different for everyone. So, you know, try to take as many preventative steps that you can take. Mm. You know, for some people, it's just reading, taking a nap, cooking, um, practice deep breathing. We know that most humans don't breathe correctly. Mm. One of the things that... Um, I tell people all the time, so here's your freebie, is that the brain does not know the difference between a real threat and a perceived threat. Mm. So when you start getting those threat messages, the body responds. So, And you'll know that like when your mouth starts getting dry or your heart rate changes, so then that's a sign that your body's going into fight or flight. Mm -hmm. That's automatic. You don't tell your brain to do that. The problem is, is your again, your brain doesn't know that that syllabus or that homework assignment isn't going to actually hurt you. Mm. But the chemicals that your body normally produces, if you have to fight off a saber tooth or, mm. you know, run away, mm -hmm. um, still get dumped into your system. So it's really important to to have a, a strategy. Distraction is another great strategy. It's not treatment, but there's lots of activities that you can do um, to distract yourself and kind of get away. You don't want to get to a place where you're hiding or using distraction as avoidance. That's mm -hmm. completely different because we know that um, college is challenging and a lot of times you're tempted to you know, kind of hide out and not tell anybody something's mm -hmm. going on. So it's really important. I know here we have help through our Royal MD. There's various crisis lines like 211. That's the United Way referral line. So they'll actually have crisis counselors that you can speak to. 
two-on-one is also good if you're wondering like, hey, I know someone who needs their rent paid or needs food or different things. They can tell you who does that nearby your area. And if you're one of those people that you're like, absolutely not, you can pull my fingernails out. I'm not talking to anyone. (laughs) We even have text services. You can text BRAVE, B-R-A-V-E to 741741 and you can just text with a professional and they'll kind of guide you. Because that's the other question too is sometimes... We look around and we look at social media and everybody puts on their happy face that everything's going great. So you're maybe afraid to let somebody know things are different for you. Mm. So, yeah. Um, getting back into, um, you mentioned self-care, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how is a person um, like when finding those, right? Like what strategies can they use to find those? I know you said like on the internet, just um, like a basic Google search can give you a lot. Um, But how do people know what works for them? Yeah, that's a great question. So the key is to really try things. Mm -hmm. Um, Some things come automatic, you know, when you kind of get that "Ah," feeling, right? So you can't get Wait, some some people, it's as simple as they just don't like wearing shoes and they want to be barefoot. So mm-hmm. it's like you get out in the grass and you put your feet in the ground and you're like, okay. Um, so it's really important to just learn the things that work for you um, and to make sure sleep is usually a really good one. Mm-hmm. People do not get enough sleep when they're, well, ever, I think, across the lifespan. Yeah. As you get older, sleep just eludes you for some reason and it gets frustrating. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> so, you know, and just really figure out and and you may need help making a plan because it on one thing, you might be addressing your stress or anxiety. Um, another piece might be maybe you're lonely. So you want to put yourself out there, go to like, for example, there's a meeting or a, a a get together or fun Friday, like put yourself out there Mm. to where you feel comfortable and safe. Um, But again, it can, it really can be anything, you know, it could be exercise. It could be, you know, within moderation, that little piece of dark chocolate. Mm -hmm. Um, I know we're out. Mm. That's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try out that That's method. <laughs> yeah, when people are like, why are you eating that Easter candy? Because it's my self-care. <laughs> so, and it could be coloring. I, I can remember when I worked in high schools, people would laugh at me because I was coloring with high school students. And now adult coloring, I'm kicking myself. I'm like, I should have coined that. I could have been yeah. a millionaire because yeah. <laughs> everybody colors now. Yeah. You know, um, cooking. Um, breathing. There's so many different um, good breathing apps out there. Um, that's the other thing too. Go into your app store and put in mindfulness apps or anxiety, or if there's a specific thing you're targeting, because mm-hmm. there's just there's like Calm and all these ones that are free that'll walk you through some guided um, some exercises. But the key is to really make sure that it's not adding stress, right? It's not good if you're like, oh, I got to go meditate or I got to go read that verse and get in the Bible. And it's like, that's that's not Mm self-care. That's still, you know, adding to things. So just finding those things. I know for me, like in the mornings, I try really hard to pick a verse and, Mm. you know, meditate and read and pray about that and see what God has to offer me. Um, The Bible app is another great one because they always have really good um, verses. They have amazing plans on there that, Mm. you know, some are as little as two or three days, you know? So again, just that routine really helps. Yeah, it's just, you know, true. okay, I get up, I'm getting in the word, I'm moving through this. Then, you know, it's amazing how when you reflect on those things and then you see things 
in your day to day, you can help other people. Mm. So it's really about just figuring out what works for you. So, and then making sure that you do more of that. Yeah, for sure. That's, you brought up some great points there. For me, me personally, when I started dealing with anxiety and stress, for me, growing up, I just swept it under the rug, which obviously isn't healthy. And so, it just culminated. And when it finally went out of control, it was hard for me to, to manage. And so, back to the routine aspect, that's so, so important for me was when I knew I was going to stress, I had a breathing pattern that I knew I had to do immediately to help calm down the stress or the anxiety. Another thing for me is being social. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to get locked in your head when you're by yes. yourself. And so, and that's something I encourage everybody just based on my own experiences to get out and find opportunities to connect mm-hmm. um, and ha- find people to pour into you too. Um, there's something about people speaking truth into your life. That's also very rewarding when it comes to, because unfortunately a part of life is that you're going to encounter stressful situations and it's nice to know that you have resources and the people that God has surrounded you with to pour into you. But that's just my two cents, but Definitely. great points, Dr. Steen. Um, so kind of wrapping up here, moving on to the last topic of discussion, what advice would you give an incoming student to help them stay mentally healthy for obviously high school and college are huge. There are huge differences between the two. So what would you, what advice would you give to a high school senior who's looking to go to college, um, start that adventure? What would, what's some advice that you'd give that, that freshman or that incoming freshman graduating high school senior? Yeah. I mean, like we said, the, the biggest thing is establish that good self-care routine. You, it's never too early to start that piece. Um, practice that good sleep hygiene. Mm. You know, if you're struggling with that, you know, again, if if you can get help from your parents, if you have that relationship or, you know, there's professionals out there that will help you do that. Um, and again, just like while you're in high school or your first year, like try to just going back to that routine, like set that bedtime and and try to wake up the same time every day and try to like do the same things. Set your study time. Um, those study habits get... Um, the sooner you can get that in place, the more successful you'll be. Mm. Practice now talking to the adults that you may or may not feel comfortable talking to because in college, especially that first year, you're going to have lots of questions and you're going to miss a deadline. Mm. So get over being afraid to talk to the professors and realize that, especially here at Warner, we're here because we want to pour into you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I think, the advantage of being at this level of school. Um, that's purposely why I was looking to be at Warner, because I I want to be able to have that relationship and know my students, not yeah. just their name, but know what's going on and have them come to my office and and say, hey, I need a snack and let's talk about what this is going on. Yeah. Um, monitor that caffeine and try to get those good healthy stat, um, habits eating going through. And then just know like as you're preparing, if you're in high school getting ready to go to college, Make sure one of the things you're looking at at the college is what are the campus resources? What are those socialization activities? You know, because pretty much with accreditation bodies and everything, the programs are pretty standard. They might call Mm -hmm. the classes a little different. So, so make sure that you're, you know, knowing who's, who can I go to if I'm having an academic issue? What, uh, what study support is there available and take advantage of them. I know here we have the ASC and the tutors on campus are amazing, you know, and that's a great way to make a friend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's a great point. It's a great point. Well, thank you, Dr. Steen. That was for for me too, just a great refresher and a great reminder Mm -hmm. how important 
self-care and mental health is. Um, I, obviously, it's a it's a hot topic of discussion a lot. And so I think approaching it and having open discussions about it is super healthy. And yeah. so thank you, Dr. Shin. I appreciate 100%. you taking the time to kind of share that with us and our listeners. Thank you. Yes. So Terrell, do you want to kind of segue into our next portion of the Roar podcast? Oh, it's time. It's it's that time. It is the time. It is the okay. time. So Dr. Sneed, right? Every person that comes on to the Roar podcast has to do one thing. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a backstory. Have you seen Shrek 3? Do the Roar. Yeah. <laughs> and the little boy goes, do the Roar. And he says, no. <laughs> you don't have that option. No is not an option. Uh-oh. Yep. So the last thing needs to give us your best roar. Okay. I will... Uh, Try. Uh, I did do community theater when I was younger. So, oh, she's, she's practiced then. <laughs> yeah. She has the experience. Yes, yes. All right, here it goes. My best roar. Roar. Yes. yes. Thank you, Dr. Steen. Well, folks, this is Dr. Steen. I'm Joel. I'm Terrell. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Roar Podcast. You can find us anywhere podcasts or streams, Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, encourage you guys to subscribe and look out for more episodes coming in the future. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.